enjoy a mountain of football on Paramount Plus. The A-Leagues, the FA Cup, the Socceroos and their Asian Cup campaign. All of it is live and exclusive. Get on the text line 0457 736 736. If there's anything you want to touch on in regards to the Premier League, we're going to uh, look at all that transpired in the UK now. one 1170 if you'd like to call us. Ange Postacoglu's first trip, Scott McDonald to Old Trafford on the weekend, came away with a 2-2 draw without Hongmin Sing. <laughs> what did I say? Hongmin Sung. Is it? I've got it completely confused. Human Son is his name. My goodness. Um, he's at the Asian Cup, of course, and uh, they dominated possession as we thought they would. Yep. Spurs. United had some chances, probably even in regards to that. But uh, I think Andrew will be pretty happy with the performance considering he's without his captain and star striker, Jungman Son. Yeah, yeah, be happy with the performance, but I think he would have wanted three points. I think when you dominate possession at Old Trafford like that, they're there for the taking. Um, he would have liked to have come away clean and, and done the double over Man United this season. It wasn't to be. Manchester United, same old story for Manchester United. It was good to see Rashford get back on the score sheet for them. He had a little bit to say about it as well. Um, if anyone watches, obviously, the, the coverage from the UK and you, you listen to Roy Keane at times, it's just it's just gold to, to hear him. And obviously, everyone was waxing lyrical about you know Tottenham's performance. But at the end of the day, it was only a draw. You know, they, they dominated the game. And for me, you know, they'll be kicking themselves that they never come away for, you know, Old Trafford with three points on the day. It just sums up where United are at. That they step away from that game and they go, okay, yeah, we'll take that. Like, mm. the expectations have just fallen so far. And I heard Roy Keane speaking afterwards and saying, yeah, why are we going on about Spurs so much? And, yeah, they got the point and they played well. Big deal. But, you know, for a, a former United captain, legend, to be speaking like that, he should be talking about his team. Like, why aren't we winning any of these games? Whenever they come up against a bigger team, they just fall apart. They're, they're edging past some of the smaller teams every now and again. But... It just continues to degrade for them week by week. Yeah, it's a, it's a real struggle um, at the moment. And you, you just question how long Ten Hag is going to survive. You know, as, as it goes along, there's one week where it's positive, And then, you know, it's one step forward, two steps back almost every single time. There's a positive result. Then there's a couple of negative ones. And look, the only positive, again, Hoyland scores yeah. a wonderful goal for that them. That is a big positive. You know, that's a big positive. He needs to start scoring more goals. Rashford's got on the score sheet. So... They're hoping now this second half of the season, you know, that finally their their attacking players can actually start hitting the back of the net. And if they do, you know, it wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they, they, they catch the likes of Tottenham and, and whatnot and, and, you know, have a little push for that Champions League place. But it's a long way away for them. And, and like you said, Garby, they should be miles better than this. But touching on Tottenham, you have to say no... No Son, as you mentioned, but Richarlison getting another goal. Mm. You know, that's now five in his last six games. Uh, huge for Ange and, and for Tottenham that someone else is obviously leading the line and, and getting those goals while he is away. Always a sign of a good manager when you get the best out of players. Richarlison's confidence was so low last season and just yeah. come in and he's got him scoring again. So that's a big plus. Uh, we're going to speak about Man City in a moment. Aston Villa held to that nil-nil draw by Everton. So they're still in third, Aston Villa. Uh, but Arsenal can go above them if they win their game in hand. Tottenham, only five points off the top. They have played an extra game, though, than Liverpool and Man City. Liverpool still top of the table on 45 points. Man City on, on 43. But, uh, yeah, teams are just starting to maybe sit back a little bit deeper on Aston Villa and frustrate them a touch. You know, it's becoming a little bit more of a challenge for them now in this middle part of the season. Yeah, it is. And look, there's a heavy reliance on, on Watkins goals yeah. at the moment as well, that they probably need to find, 
you know, there's a few that have, you know, chipped in. Louise has, has done pretty well. McGinn as well, also, you have to say. Bailey's had a decent uh, season as well. So you have to say that, that most of the team's performing. But perhaps maybe, you know, if Unai Emery was just to get that one top signing in the building in the January transfer window, that could possibly give them that little lift to, to go and have a, another kick uh, to, onto the end of the season here. But they're in, they're in a good place at the moment. And, uh, I fully expect them to be there or thereabouts in those Champions League spots, particularly with their home form, which has been absolutely brilliant this year. We've spoken about Kevin De Bruyne. Man City's win is obviously massive to come back from behind against Newcastle. Can I just ask you, Scotty, how hard is it when you're out for that long to come out and perform like he did straight away? That That's the aspect yeah. of it that I'm curious to, to pick your brain about. That's ridiculously hard. So <laughs> hard. I mean, you can train all you want, try and get your, your eye in, but there's nothing like finding real spaces under real pressure and the pace of the game and picking that up straight away. It shows you the elite brain and level that that guy is at. You know, it's superb. It's, it's ridiculous in, in my <laughs> eye because that, that's just so hard for someone just to pick up where they left off. Um, and he's certainly done that, hasn't he? You yeah. know, it, it, he doesn't even look like he's been out for that length of time the impact he's made especially when you've had lots of injuries like he has like if you have one long injury in your career then okay you should be okay but the body you'd start to think he's you know he's not young anymore he's 32 mm. another long injury layoff a lot of people thought he's going to take a little while now you know is the body going to take some time to adjust is he going to have some mental scars no nah. comes out and plays like that scores a goal like that and an incredible assist like that straight away for the winner that's interesting you say that though isn't it because perhaps the rest done him well you know, Maybe. all these other players are playing so many games, yep. the loading on the body. All of a sudden, he gets a little break. Yes, you're still working hard in the gym and that, but the body's not taking its toll through those, you know, 20, 30 games more. You know, he's refreshed. You'd like to think in the way he's looking, you'd have to say that that's the case. Yeah, and with Haaland out until February, it was most welcome for Pep Guardiola. Chelsea's 1-0 win over Fulham was important. They're just starting to slowly but surely make their way up the table, Chelsea. Just stabilising under Mauricio Pochettino now. Yeah, they are. You know, and, and that was a, a key victory for them against, obviously, their you know, London rivals, Fulham, their, their next-door neighbours. Uh, you know, Fulham you know, haven't had the results that they probably would have liked with their performances of late, um, but they're, they're making it very, very difficult for the top teams around. Um, they they made it difficult for Liverpool in the League Cup, you know, last week as well and went to Anfield recently also. But, you know, you have to say for Chelsea, it's a positive, you know, after so many negatives, you have to say in the, the turnaround of players that they've had and the question marks around probably you know, even Pochettino, is he the right man to, to push them forward? But they are slowly getting there. However, I, I just... There's no way they get to those Champions League spots, Garby. They're, they're, for mm. me, they're not good enough at this moment. The squad's not good enough. It's not proven enough. Um, and they'll be up and down to the end of the season. And, and I think Chelsea fans will probably fully expect that to be the case at the end of the season. Arsenal take on Crystal Palace the early game on Saturday night. Off three straight defeats, there is pressure building on the Gunners. And it will be in vogue at the Emirates. I've been to a lot of football stadiums. The Gunners fans can get on their team more than anyone. And I know they're not in that mindset right now because they're title contenders again and they hadn't been for many years prior to that. But it can be a, an uncomfortable place, the Emirates, when they're not going well. That first half an hour against Palace, off the back of three defeats, I reckon is critical for Mikel Arteta's side, Scotty. Yeah, they need to get a fast start. You said it there, Garby. The, the fans can get you know impatient very, very quickly at Arsenal and 
the sense of entitlement of, of, <laughs> of what previous you know success has given them. Yeah. Um, certainly not of late, um, but they've been getting a lot closer, and particularly of the back of last year and they'll be still kicking themselves I think that would be the best possible opportunity for them in in, a, in many years to come I actually think because the other teams around them will get even stronger but Arteta's sending them in the right direction they they still need a striker that's the biggest thing for me Garby they mm. need a number nine and they need it to come through the doors and give everyone that lift of positivity including the fans through this January transfer window but there's just not many of them around so if Arsenal win they can draw level with Aston Villa and Man City on 43 points. And then Liverpool take on Bournemouth on Monday morning, 3.30 a.m. Eastern, and they can stretch their lead back out to five points with a victory away to Bournemouth, which is not an easy place to go. So uh, a couple of big contests to look out for in the Premier League this weekend. Off the SMS, this through from Simon. Flew for Unite round to see my beloved Brisbane Raw play twice. That's the men's and women's he's speaking about, of course. It was an absolute blast. Great to hear, Simon. And it was great catching up with other football lovers from all over the country. Love hearing that as well. However, there is no doubting the vibes are down despite great competition on the field. The APL need to face some truths. Without infrastructure, we have no control over our destiny and possibly a dark future. Admit it, fix it. Um, we know about the negatives, but isn't it nice to hear that someone flew and connected with other football fans around the country, Scotty? And I think that was in vogue across the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It was a you know, party atmosphere. We just would have liked the party to have been bigger. And I said it already, all the games should have been at Allianz. Um, you know, all the men's games over two, over two days three games on one on the Saturday, three games on the Sunday, have a party atmosphere, get things going on the outside of Allianz Stadium as well, mm. making everyone feel a part of it, yeah. and and actually celebrate the men's game and do the same with the women's game on a different round. You know, It's not because one's better than the other. It's just celebrate them both individually and give all the fans what they want. You know, I yeah. think that that's what the fans would want. The other aspect is if you had a season ticket for a team, you should have got in for free. I mean, the, the concept of yes. having to pay for another game when this was a government backed initiative anyway, we're only doing it because the government wants, wanted to have the grand final. There's this compromise coming in. It's all being underwritten by the government anyway. So just let fans come in for free. Why should you have to pay for an extra game over and above your season ticket? Just because an extra round has been added to the calendar that didn't stack up for me. And hopefully that gets fixed for Unite round next season. Uh, Scotty back with plenty more in a moment. We'll talk the women's game soon with Alicia Canavis. And uh, we'll also delve a little bit deeper into the Asian Cup and what is going to transpire over there in Qatar.